0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new, very, very special monday so motherfucker! Bitch, I'm... are you for real? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first of all, I'm Nick. Welcome to the Epic Film Guys podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I am joined by, first time in a while, there was a time yeah. in the show's history when you were... Legitimately, kind of like the unofficial fourth member of the show because you were here so many times. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by Dan of Netflix and Swell. Dan, hi.
1: Oh, hi. That was like right before your hiatus, where I was on, uh, I think, seven weeks in a row. It was a lot of weeks in a row. And then I was filling in like just extra audio that we had
0: recorded together that didn't even make like the normal show. It was, you know, like. And
1: then I was like, there it is. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, let's, let's scale this back. And then like there was another set segment where I was on like three weeks in a row. And I was like, all right, let's scale this back again. So we're we're now back around to this part of the cycle where we're probably gonna be on for like the next se- eight eight months. Yeah, e- easily, easily. We're gonna ring enough.
0: We're gonna bring enough content out of you for the next uh, you know next several weeks. Where we're just gonna all for eternity. I think just literally for the rest of the show's run or whatever the case. May- I don't even know. I don't even yeah. have words. So uh, we are talking a film that turns 45 years old as of tomorrow, as of recording day. So yesterday is the day that you hear this, which is Dolomite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dolomite. Dolomite, which, uh, you know, of course, Rudy Ray Moore, this was a huge thing last year. And it's kind of apropos that you're here because... Last year on Netflix, one of the biggest releases of the year had to have been Eddie Murphy's Dolomite Is My Name. Mm. So that initially was what brought you to this film, correct?
1: Yeah, so, like, for whatever reason, Netflix decided, hey, uh, we're going to make this Dolomite movie. Uh, We're not going to bring this movie to our platform, though, for some fucking reason. But, hey, we're going to make this movie about, like, Rudy Ray Moore and, like, how he became, like, he went from like a hustler to like sort of successful comedian to like sort of successful filmmaker and like this is the movie that they were making during that movie so like having that context of like all right here's what they were making here's what they made all these people who have never made a movie before uh it's kind of amazing to look at because it's like wow this is this is this is a a visionary mind's dream realized and then on the other hand you're like Holy fucking shit, what the hell happened here? <laughs> so I'm watching this movie,
0: and I think it gets. I. Like, uh, about two minutes into the movie, there's a flashback to when he was initially arrested because he was falsely, uh, you know, <laughs> accused in prison. He gets into a fight with the cops or the FBI agents or whatever that comes to his house, and. There is this moment when he kicks a guy in the head very poorly, and the guy flies, like literally jumps and throws himself into the open trunk of Dolomite's car. And I knew, Dan, I knew from that moment forward I was in for (laughs) something very special.
1: So, so you, you forgot the most iconic line from that part, which is you're going to have to take me. And then that's when he throws down with these guys. And they, so they do this part in, in Dolomite is my name and Eddie Murphy, like he's trying to do it so shittily, but he still does it better than Rudy Ray Moore. It's kind of amazing. I feel like it's like that room kind of like like a disaster artist kind of thing where it's like James Franco is trying to be shittier than Tommy Wiseau, but he's also like too good to not be shittier or to be shittier than Tommy Wiseau. So it's like that kind of a situation with it.
0: It's funny that you draw that parallel between this and the room as well, because that was immediately the vibe that I started getting as I was watching this movie, like everything conceptually. Mm -hmm. And in execution about this film is bad in in an objective sense. Like there are shots that are just framed horribly. Like the one shot when he's talking to Queen Bee and the the camera's like sitting in front of these gaudy ass fucking fur covered couches. And they're just like crammed over in the right hand side of the shot. And like most of the shot is just these couches and all these girls in the background on the left hand side of the shot. It's oh yeah. Weird. There's one scene when he's confronted by the cops outside where the boom mic just very clearly dips into the shot numerous fucking times. <laughs> There's all sorts of continuity errors. It's a baffling mishmash of shit, but you get you get that sensibility that I get when I watch The Room. It's bad. It's so badly made, but you can feel when you watch it, you can feel that the people that made it Really cared about making it.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Like, and it, that's
1: really what's shown yeah. in Dolomite is my name. Like, Dolomite is my name brings a whole new context to this kind of movie, which is kind of crazy because you're like, if you're somebody who just watches movies and you just get, you watch Dolomite, and you're like, man, this fucking sucks, and you'll just move on from it. But if you watch Dolomite is my name and then this, or like this and then Dolomite is my name, you'll understand like, okay, like yeah, this movie sucks, and it does like this movie's not good. But there's so much love put into it that everyone's trying their hardest. And while they're not very good at it, like they're, you they're at least putting the, in the effort it. Right? I it's feel. not like, like you're doing the canon quarantine and like some of those people are fucking sleepwalking through their movies. Oh and, my God. And like this is the opposite. We're like, this is bad, but everyone's trying. And like they're trying to make a good movie and no one knows how to make a movie in general. So everyone's just like learning on the fly. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. Like uh you, you mentioned it with the, the scene where Queen Bee and uh Dolomite sit down on the couch, uh and there's times where like uh dolomite's mic'd up, but Queen B isn't, so like her hers just sounds like she's kinda talking off the microphone like this, and so you kinda have to like yes, pay attention yes, really hard to what she's yes, saying. Yes. And I'm like All where, the- where's the micing? Like where, where's the micing for this shit? And you're like, Oh wait, everyone's an idiot. Like, my they, favorite they got thing
0: about this movie is i think for the first especially the first like third of this movie the editing is the editing is so bad oh my that, god that they literally like they keep everything in camera from when they yelled action including just kind of the pause between all of the actors before they actually start acting so you'll cut to a scene and they'll just it'll just be sitting there for a few seconds and then all of a sudden it's like the actors <laughs> Start doing the scene. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my
1: god. Well, like that. that, that starts with like this. There's like a sex scene, like six minutes, like ten minutes into the into the movie. It's about three minutes long, and it serves exactly no purpose. The sex scenes other of this than movie to show Rudy More having sex in the movie. <laughs> Well that's
0: one of my favorite continuity errors that I noticed early on in the movie was after he gets picked up from the prison which when we talked about before we started recording how he just has this glorious scene in which he gets changed right outside of the prison into his <laughs> amazing 70s
1: pimp outfit it's like oh it's a, it's a great you know art No cotton draw <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing costume like i am so proud of that like I see that costume, like that's where the entire bunch of the movie went. Was, his was costumes in this suit. film
0: are fucking amazing. I love all of his costumes in this film. But-, but like,
1: you're watching that scene, and it goes on for about three minutes, and it's just like <laughs> he he walks out of the. It starts with him walking out of the prison, and like the the gate slowly opening up, and then the girls are there, and they just like awkwardly hand him his clothes, and it starts doing cutaways to the fucking guards for some reason, like they're reacting to him changing, like. Oh, what's he doing? He's changing. That's really weird. Why is he changing? And then he changes. <gasps> his, and then like the guy's like, you'll be back, Dolomite. And I was like, what, what the fuck is happening?
0: I just like there's that. See, they, they're they're being followed by another car because, you know, as soon as he leaves the prison, you know, people are out to get him. People are out to kill him. So they're being pursued. Meanwhile, he's in the backseat of this car and he's got this white girl on his right hand side, this black girl on his left hand side. <laughs> and they are both just they're both like legitimately so fucking thirsty for Dolomite. Like, literally, this guy just got out of prison, and they gotta get some d gotta get it, so <laughs> then, then the car stops. they let Dolomite out of the car with his gun, okay, so he can ambush the people in the other car, and then he kills them all, but the white girl mysteriously disappears she's nowhere to be found after that (laughs) she's not in the car she's not out of the car she just literally is nowhere because she probably wasn't available for shooting that day
1: (laughs) oh 100 but but in continuity nick she obviously got her titty sucked by dolomite and that was like the highlight of her life so she went she just shot herself into space that's what happened (laughs) maybe so it's
0: it's it's like i said it's funny that you draw that room parallel because when i'm watching this movie that's really, and if you listen, like, listen back, I forget what episode it is. It's, it's, it's back in the archives now from when we did our full retrospective of the room. Like, I adore the room. The room is so, so badly made. The room is so terrible, but it's so endearing because you feel Tommy Wazow's passion for it. And when I watch this movie, I really, really feel so much passion from Rudy Ray Moore. Like, everybody in this movie, like, they clearly wanted to be here, and they clearly wanted to make something that was really, really entertaining. Like, I'm not black; I can't speak to you know the effect or the experience that 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 uh you know African Americans must have had watching this film. Right. I can imagine it must have been you know great just just to watch it. I I don't necessarily know, but like to me, just watching a film like this, I like even if something is bad, even if you watch something that did, just didn't turn out well because they just didn't have. The money that they needed or mm-hmm. the crew or the technical know-how or whatever you can at least watch this movie and respect the shit out of it because these are people that really wanted to make something entertaining and maybe for some of the wrong reasons it really fucking is like I had an absolute i had the the most fucking fun watching this movie. I was right. literally dying at, at different points in this
1: fucking movie <laughs> i think I think my favorite. Like, you, you talked about his, his awkward, like, kung fu kind of shit, like, when the, the FBI guys first show up oh, yeah. uh, to take him. Uh, well, then, like, he gets out of prison, and then, like, he starts driving around for some reason, and then, like, two crooked cops roll up, and he starts doing awkward kung fu on them. And there's a shot of, like, uh hit, him hit, hitting the one guy up against the car, and then he goes to kick him, and then he clearly misses by about, like, six oh, inches. Oh, so clearly. And like, like obvious. Like you can see the skyline behind him. Yeah. Like between his foot and the guy's face, it's that obvious. But it's just like it's just like that kind of stuff. Where like he had this vision. He's like, I want fucking kung fu in my movie. Like motherfuckers love kung fu. Put kung fu. I'll do it. I'm. I'm really good at kung fu. Yeah. I'll just do it. And like he's really bad at kung fu. It's amazing. Like the girls doing the kung fu later in the movie are infinitely better at kung fu than he is oh my god the the scene at the club like at the end of the movie like the big
0: fight scene at the end of the movie is great
1: it is oh my god it's so
0: entertaining it is so good And, and you know what like a lot of it it's not and i and you know i mentioned this when i watched avenging force you know for the hashtag canon quarantine that we're doing but like it's it's kind of the same thing where a lot of it's in camera like there's not a lot of fast cutting like it's stuff that stays in camera probably because they literally only did this
1: one take of it but yeah it looks great well so to to go through like and all my information is based off of dolomite is my name so if i get anything wrong it's because i'm using a movie is my, they got my reason wrong. for knowing <laughs> things because they got it wrong <laughs> or but traumatized like, it they were running out of film a lot. Like they were using like ends a lot yeah. in order to take, to keep, to keep things rolling. Like they had to borrow money countless times in order to keep getting more and more film to shoot this movie. So like, yeah, when they're doing take like Rudy, Ray, Moore, like I just, the scene I just mentioned with Rudy Ray Moore, clearly whiffing on this guy. Like they had to use that take. Cause it was like, we don't have much film. Like we got to do like, this is it. This was the take. So imagine if they did
0: more than one and that was just the best one.
1: (laughs) Or that was the best one. And I mean, like there's so much wasted space too. When we talk about this, like when you were talking about editing, it's not even just like cutting the different things. It's knowing when to cut to like, there's, um, it it seems out of place, but like when Dolomite picks up the burger guy, like creeper, the burger guy, holy fuck the burger
0: creeper is my favorite character in this whole fucking (laughs) movie. Besides Dolomite.
1: Holy shit. But, but like he shows up and like he has a scene. You're like, what the fuck is this scene? And then Rudy Ray Moore shows up and he starts what doing it half the time. Well, I like I, I watched this on Amazon and so I have like subtitles on, and even then it's like gibberish. I'm like, okay, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> but like Rudy Ray Moore shows up and he starts doing a dolomite shtick. For so, like for three minutes in the middle of his movie. I'm like, wait, what? That was the and best. Then-
0: oh, my God. Oh, thank you so, so much for breaking.
1: Because the- I, I legitimately I looked
0: at the I looked at the at the clock. I'm like watching the movie and I'm like, how long has this been going on for? Like he legitimately just stops in the parking lot and he's doing like a whole fucking comedy routine. This is what I imagine Tommy yeah. for Miserable Retail Slaves Life is like. Because <laughs> I I know nothing about what a life is, is like as a comedian, but
1: oh well, yeah, I, you you just roll up, people like, are you Tommy Thompson? And he's like, I got five bucks that you're Tommy Thompson. Prove you're Tommy Thompson. Stop in
0: the parking lot and do like five minutes of your act, and like, holy, sh- I was, and like, literally, it's just all these guys like just keep gathering around him, and and they're just laughing their asses off, and I'm just like, but 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 what happened to the plot, like. Are, are you even? What? Like, where's Dolomite, the story? He has
1: to find. Uh, he has to find Willie Green. He has to find Willie Green to stop the drugs and guns. And he's just like, ah, fucking. I can take five minutes out of my day to tell my comedy. My comedy story. You can take
0: all the minutes out of all of his days because this so little of this movie is actually dedicated to that plot and it's funny because that's the way the movie opens it just jumps straight into it the warden is like we're gonna let you out of prison you gotta you know solve this you gotta figure out the connection and we'll get you out we'll get you off and everything like that which is great it's like okay this is a great hook for the movie but then he like legitimately nothing in the movie for so long has anything to do with that plot. He's just randomly banging different girls, randomly doing stand-up stuff, going to hang out with this hamburger
1: creeper motherfucker. Like so, so 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 back to like the scenes lasting too long. You have those scenes, but then like he he finally talks to creeper, which is like, okay, we we finally have a reason why creeper exists, like why that creeper scene first was even in the movie because we had to introduce that character. But then like He's like, all right, man, let's get in my car and let's go to this place where we can talk in private. And the camera just follows him into the car. The car has to turn over, b- back out of the parking spot. My favorite part of that, pull- Dan, and-
0: <laughs> is, is there's this weird pause before they open the doors and get in the car. There's just like this weird pause for like a second or two yeah. before they open <laughs>
1: George, for but it, whatever reason. So, and then, and then they drive into the into the out onto the street, and it's like, well, there was a good thirty seconds that you could have just cut off from the movie entirely because it <laughs> serves no fucking purpose. And then, and then immediately after that, it shows the car coming down the street, pulling off in uh, pulling off backwards into like this into like this uh, fucking driveway thing. Uh, but that's poorly framed, so you can't tell how the the car is situated. Creeper gets out of the car, tells another homeless man, hey, watch this car. Don't take anything. And then they walk across the street into the door, and then they start talking in this room that it looks like Rudy Raymore had sex in less than 20 minutes of film time ago. Y- yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like, there's just, like, this whole two-minute stretch that was like, we have so much stuff on film, we have to use it like we have to get to 90 minutes let's just stretch everything out by just showing how so, we go from point eight to point i'm surprised they didn't have the car like a camera hooked up to the car and just following them around town as they as they went to this location take a left here no take a right here take a
0: left here No, no, take another left no take a right now here's a random shot of the car going down this long stretch of street like, it's amazing it's 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 not well made and I think the I think the most egregious thing about the film is is camera placement and cinematography yeah. I really like and, and just the way like production design even like some of the way that some of these some of these sets are designed and everything it's like it's tear like it's like like the focal point of what should be the focal point of your shot or what should be the focal point of the scene is like shoved in the back corner of it because they just had a camera stationary. And, like, didn't know, like, didn't know enough to, move. I wouldn't say know how to move it, but obviously they would know how to move it. But, like, just didn't know enough to move it to reframe the shot or whatever the case may be. But it's, again, as you said, and that's why I'm so intrigued to watch Dolomite Is My Name. I can't wait to watch that movie now. But, like, it's clear that nobody that was involved here knew what they were doing necessarily. Right. But they still really, really, really... This movie's a fucking blast. Oh, yeah. Out of and, and, this world, a blast.
1: And, and to your point, uh, their camera crew, like their their tech crew, was basically film school students. Like they were paying film school students to shoot their movie because they were just like, well, we don't have anybody else. Uh, we'll get these kids. We'll pay them, you know, whatever they need to be paid. It's not going to be expensive. Like we're, we're doing this on the cheap because we have to, because like we're, we're like, I think. I think it, the total cost of the movie was, like, $85,000 back in 1975, uh, which is a lot of money still. But, like, that's for, like, trying to get permits and, you know, buying all this. Like, they were burning through film like crazy. Like, they, they rented out spaces. Like, they were stealing shots, too. Like, I guarantee that that scene in the parking lot with Creeper and Dolomite doing his routine, like, they were just stealing those. Like, they didn't have permits or anything oh, for those. Oh, I'm sure, Yeah. Like, like this movie is very much like we don't have a lot of money. let's just st- we got like maybe twenty minutes before the cops come, fucking just burn through this as fast I mean, as there possible. are like
0: major like huge Hollywood productions that do that, so I mean, oh yeah, th- there's no way that this film didn't do that. You did mention also nineteen seventy five of course, which is when this movie was released forty five years ago forty fifth anniversary of this film, which is why we're covering it on the show here, but I. I talk about this, especially when we're doing this canon quarantine series. That, like, you know, I've watched several extremely '80s movies. I don't think oh, yeah. I've ever seen a '70s movie that has been more '70s than <laughs> Dolomite. Holy fuck! Oh yeah, Ho- like from it looks very disco. To the the costuming and everything, like, just like like. Can you dig it, Dan? Can you dig
1: it? <laughs> Can you dig it? Sucker. Uh, no, there's no Booker T and I'm, I'm sure I'll this is that's probably thank where he you got card from. <laughs> I'm sure that's I, I'm sure Booker T got it from like somewhere in this because like I know like certain wrestlers have been like black especially black wrestlers have been influenced by Rudy Ray Moore because of like the Dolomite character and how like weird that character is and how like you look at Rudy Ray Moore outside of the the Dolomite character and like this guy is like a a fucking nothing and then like you see the Dolomite character and it's like I like, it's like he it's like he was an incel-ish kind of guy like I have to make up for the fact that I don't get laid by having women just fawn the fuck all over me all movie because I am Dolomite like I I, I am the, the king of black sex appeal in the 70s We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute.
0: Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. These are literally the best sex scenes ever shot outside of a Tommy Wiseau joint. Uh, just, oh my, God. Just hey, at least out.
1: Rudy A. Moore knows to not fuck a belly button.
0: I mean, that is that is very, very true. But then this film has, like, some of the weirdest, like, the weirdest, like, it, I, and I don't know if this is necessarily the case. And, I mean, again, I just don't know enough about the production of this film to know. But I, I feel like there were times when they were just deliberately playing with, like, the frame rate and stuff for no reason. Like, there's just... And then there's just, like, the way that these shots are edited together and, and, and cut together. Like, there's just... Especially the one scene, like, in the middle of the movie with the, the the girl. And the name of the girl escapes me because they're all just basically bland sex toys. Yes. But, like... Oh, Shy. Yep, sh- yep. Yeah, yeah, Short you go, for shy. Chicago. The one that had left. The one that had left. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, After he went to prison. But, you know, basically, like, it it just like randomly cuts like he'll roll her over and then it cuts to this random shot of him overhead doing a single thrust or whatever and then yeah. it cuts to like another shot of like her on her side and then this really loud moan also why was the adr in this film so bad at points especially oh, it's during the singing B- Wow!
1: Oh, oh my God! If you if you want to talk about the singing, let's talk about the nightclub scene. It's, where it's not even close. It's not even close, and it's not even just the singing. It's the instrument playing. Like there's a guy just standing there on a <laughs> guitar, just strumming it, and there's no guitar in the song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and 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 that's it. Never get. I'll just say this: it doesn't get better up until uh PD Wheat and even then it doesn't get good. But like <sighs> there are significant points of Rudy A. Moore movies where they have musicians just going and doing things and it's just like, but wait, nothing none of their movements match what's actually like coming out right now. Nah, like what the fuck's even, going on?
0: And and you know what would have helped it? You know all you have to do to help this is just get some pickup footage of the crowd. Just get some crowd reaction shots. Or, since this is just at a nightclub, get some background shots of, like, you know, your more important characters, like Willie Green or Dolomite or somebody doing something. Intercut the shit. Cut to another shot of something. But no, like, the one girl singing is literally just a steady, straight shot of her for, like, a minute and a half. And it is not even Close. She could have been reciting a fucking recipe for chicken. For all I know, up on that stage, I made chicken tonight for dinner. So chickens in my head. I'm sorry, but legitimately, like it could have been anything, and it would have been closer to what that fucking song was (laughs) they were playing over top of her.
1: (laughs) Right. There's um. Oh fuck. Like. There, there's so much that could have been happening during this scene, like, like, and it's not even. It's just that woman. It goes from act to act to act. There's three acts in a row. It's five minutes. Like they, they have uh, this woman singing. uh, No, they have this this group singing with like uh, four black lead singers, Uh, and then like this woman comes out and does like a ballad, and then they have fucking African dancers for some reason, and it's just like five minutes of the movie, and it's like, wait, what? Like, what the... And it's all from, like, this overhead... Like, this, this the dances are all from, downward, like, this weird like overhead... weird
0: shot down at the stage from, like, way yeah. above it. Yeah. it's like there was a balcony up there, and that's where they put the camera for some like, reason. Like, oh, this will
1: look fine. Like, like, oh, yeah, we gotta get these dances. Like, I get it, but, like use that as like an establishing shot like okay here's what's going on and you know willie green's ordering his like guys to do something but instead it was like oh fuck we're not hitting 90 minutes we got to hit 90 minutes uh fuck it put all the footage in there well
0: this is what you talk about when you mention the fact that they just were running out of film constantly so they didn't have the film to do just random pickup scenes or just random right. insert shots where they could have done a cut to a, a closer up shot of like when they have the dancers it's like okay i like the dancing it's nicely choreographed, or, or well, probably maybe not even choreographed or whatever, but it, it at least at least looks nice. But the problem is, it's a steady camera shot from really far away, and like you should be focusing in on this, or at least like that's all that this scene needed was just some edits, just to cut it up, just to insert oh, yeah. something else, so I, my eye at least changes and I have to kind of readjust or whatever. Like in that in that way, you can kind of hide sort of shoddy adr if you can't really get it to match up because i'm guessing they had the music they, they they probably had a song picked and then they recorded the scene and then they couldn't get the rights to the song or whatever so they had to change right. the song at least that's what i'm assuming was the case
1: well right because it eventually got distributed wide like this way yeah. like rudy raymore basically had to, like four wall this for a long time until it could pick up distribution so like once it, I'm sure once it hit distribution it was like, OK, we actually can't use this song. Like, yeah, we like it's great that you shot this, but like we can't use this song. So like yeah. we got to put in something else over top of that that we can get the rights. To
0: it's it. like Wayne's World when they when they do the stairway to heaven scene, even though like I think only the original theatrical run of Wayne's World ever had that actual opening notes to stairway in it because they couldn't get the rights to do it beyond that so when you watch it on home video or whatever it's a song that is clearly in no way stairway to heaven when they come right. to it it's i think it's kind of the same thing there like it's very clear that that's what happened here and it's like they couldn't even find anything close <laughs> like,
1: right well like there, there's sometimes like the words will line up but it's like eh whatever i don't like it's not the point and like as I keep saying, like these are just like a bunch of people who've never made a movie before, and they're just like, uh ah, look, this dolomite character is super popular. Let's try to make a movie off of it. Like let's try to profit off of that character with a movie. Like, cause he's, he's he's moving comedy albums all over the place. So, like, yeah, let's let's try to make a movie, see see what fucking works. And it works. Like, this movie's relatively successful. For, for especially for his budget it's extremely successful for his budget but like you get like human tornado after this you get pd wheat straw after this which uh is up to my that is like the extent of my rudery Moore knowledge but like pd wheat straw there's like yeah there's some awkward scenes but it's nowhere near as egregious as like this where it's like all right uh, like they they clearly learned a lot from this movie and we're like, all right, here's what worked. Here's what didn't let's clean this up. And it makes for like, as much as like, we're having a good time talking about like, all right, uh, the, the fucking scene of the creeper that goes on for like three minutes too long. Like, yeah, that's fun to talk about. But when you watch the movie, you're like, okay, I'm having more, inter- I'm having more fun because like, it just keeps moving. Like there, there's an actual plot that we're following Yeah, and it's, it's wonderful. As opposed to, uh, let's cut to the fucking reverend for is uh, five minutes for no reason. This character that never has any actual consequence. Yeah. You remember him? <laughs> it's,
0: you, you know, for, for for all that we could say about the movie, and I feel like we could go on for a long oh, yeah. time about the movie. We really, really could. But I, when I was watching it, I mean, that was really the takeaway that I had from this is I really got that room vibe i really got that tommy Wiseau vibe from this like yeah this is not well made at all like all you have to do is like literally get like like i said when you get i think the scene with the warden isn't bad even though the actress that plays queen b but
1: oh no she's not good yeah but like she was also like she's also a first-time actress like oh yeah but like the white guys are tippet like the white guys are the ones that are like the actual actors, like, because like, this was shot in L.A. So, like, they're getting, they're getting, like, white guys to be, like, generic white guys in black exploitation movies. Yeah. That's what, and, like, that's what these guys are known for. Like, they're, they're in smaller productions. And this is basically how they, like, sustain their life. Like, uh, the mayor is played by High Pike. That is actually his name. H-Y-P-Y-K-E. That is his real name. <laughs> uh, his claim to fame is that he was in Blade Runner. Like and he was also in a movie called Hack a Lantern, which is a real movie that Justin didn't make. I mean i i i
0: would I would say that Justin probably did make a version of that movie at some point in his life.
1: Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he has. But I'm just saying, like he didn't. He may He may have gone back in time and shot that movie, but yeah. As far as I'm aware, he didn't make that movie. What in? I mean, just what in?
0: What an interesting! What, what an interesting movie! What an interesting look at exploitation cinema, which is something mm. I'm not familiar with. What an interesting look at 70s cinema, which is something that I haven't had the most amount of exposure to. I've had some exposure to it, but not like a ton. Right. And like, I mean, this was a blast. Like, this is oh, this yeah. is so much fun to watch. Only because, like, even, like, I mean, okay, you're laughing at some of the badness and whatnot, but... Oh, like, 100%. It's clear that these people making this movie absolutely had a blast making it and i think whenever that translates well from you know the recording up to the screen whenever you can kind of put that vibe on screen i think that that's that sells it up completely so on nick's watch list i do a thing where i basically just i either pass a movie or i fail it this is 100 percent a pass see this movie if you haven't seen this movie it's wonderful i want to watch it again i want to watch Dolomite is my name because now i'm like i was curious to see it like i really loved the trailers i just never caught it last year i just never got back around to it just Mm. because you know things happen and wives leave you and stuff so whatever but like i desperately want to see that movie now just so i can get more insight into this story and i want to see more rudy ray more movies i'm so intrigued now to see more of what he brings to film and and just More of this type of movie. Because god this was fun. Holy shit was this fun man.
1: I I think the only. Like. And it's not really a negative. with, With Dolomite is my name. But like a lot of the major scenes. That they're shooting come from. Human tornado. Which like okay I get it. Like you have the abduction scene. Uh, from with the FBI, and like that's an iconic scene to me. They do they do the ending fight scene, and that's a that's a great fight scene to like that's that's also great to throw in there. But like they'll do uh, drive man drive, although it's not what Rudy Rudy Ray Moore says. I can't say the word that he says instead of man. <laughs> uh, can't 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 do it. Uh, he, they do bitch. Are you for real? Uh, they have this crazy fucking sex scene from Human Human Tornado. It is fucking comical. It is it is. Like, they they just took it out, they took the absurdity of it, like, they were like, oh, I want this to be a really serious scene, and they just went, fuck it, make it absurd, like, have the pictures turn, have the fucking ceiling collapse for no reason, like, it. they just decide, like, alright, fuck it, like, we know this isn't, like, we're, we know we're not amazing, let's have fun, let's, like, let's do some really fun, outlandish things with it, and that's eventually what they, they start to do, like, they start to come out of their shells more, like. This is relatively straightforward, relatively grounded. And as they proceed, they get more outlandish. Like, there's like uh, in Human Tornado, there's a fucking witch for some reason. <laughs> like, 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 she's just like a fucking witch doctor who, who indoctrinates women. Uh, Petey Wheatstraw is basically about how, like, the devil brings Petey back to life in exchange for uh, make, like, having Petey marry his daughter. It's 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 absurd. Like <sighs> Rube Moore movies are absurd, and like having this as the base like makes you understand. Like okay, this is what they're going for, and, and eventually they branch out into absolute lunacy. I'm I I can't wait. I'm
0: like really 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 fucking excited just to just to like I said just to visit more of these of these of these kinds of things. this is just this is just so much fun if you're a fan of this movie i you know i'd love i'd love 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 to talk to more people that absolutely love this movie and absolutely just adore i mean like i said this is this is like the room that like this is exactly in that same exact vein if you're somebody yes. who loves a film like The Room, like love, like you, you can, you're not ignoring them. Like you obviously are very, very aware of all of the really, really, really poor filming techniques, all of the really poorly staged scenes, the bad acting, and everything. You're obviously aware of it. You, it's not like you can say it's not a part of the movie, but there's just something more here. There's just something more, and that's really. The only real other thing that I have to say about the film is there's something more that when you look past all of that kind of silly stuff, that's what's ultimately worth it for a film like Dolomite. It's worth it to see, like, I mean, Rudy Ray Moore obviously cared a great, great deal about this oh, character yeah. and about this film. And when that kind of thing translates, like I was saying earlier. It makes for an utterly unforgettable and amazing viewing experience. So, if you're not somebody that has seen this film, or if you watched Dolomite is my name, but you haven't gone and actually visited this film, please do. Oh, you gotta watch this soon movie if possible. you watch that movie. Please.
1: If you watch Dolomite is my name and you haven't watched Dolomite, there you do there's it. something wrong with you because you need to do that. So, but like, and, and real quick, like we know Tommy though really didn't do anything else after the room. Like he he was just kind of like. Uh, f- uh, fuck it. I'm done with this world, and, and like, never really wanted to do film again because well, he of, like, himself. The r-
0: he was dead at the end of it, right? Well, but I mean, no. like, he never
1: wanted to do like, mo- he never really did movies again because like, he might have, must have gotten too upset from like, the reception to the room, and he didn't maybe didn't want to be made fun of for a while. Like, r- Richard Moore was just like, fuck it. I made something. People bought it. Like, they cl- there's clearly something here, and he got better. Like, the movies got better as they went along. They're not that they're never going to be anything amazing. Like they're never oh, gonna yeah. be technical marvels, but my god, are they always just entertaining?
0: And that's all it's about, ladies and gentlemen. That's 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 absolutely all it's about. So uh Dan, as if our audience doesn't know, because you're Netflix and Swill, and you know, a mi- um a million and one times has a Netflix and swill plug been done on this show. Oh, yes, yes Pod Daddy. There it is. So uh, you know, but if if nobody knows uh, what not not necessarily just where they can find you, but also what you guys do, what you and Caleb do over at Netflix and Swill.
1: You can find us at Netflix and dot com slash rabbit ears. That's Netflix and dot com slash rabbit ears, uh, where once a month uh, a, a woman who is neither Caleb or I uh, breaks down a cancel, a now canceled television show uh, and either loves it or hates it, depending on uh, how she felt about it with a, a special guest every week or every month. Uh it's every Third Thurs Thursday, Friday. I don't fucking remember Ashley's schedule. But uh yeah, Rabbit Ears TV Podcast. Go find it on your favorite podcast uh platform, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
0: Wonderful discussions of TV. I've been on the show numerous times now, both in its older iteration and now that she's kind of brought it back. Uh I did breaking bad, and I know we're gonna end up doing a couple other things. I don't know what or when exactly necessarily, but yeah, always a really, really good time. So if you're a fan of a TV series, if you're a fan of television period, uh, rabbit ears is definitely good. And also check out Netflix as well. Cause you know, they're fun too. Yeah, I like those Ash- guys.
1: Ashley's done uh death note with me. She did breaking bad with you. Firefly with Paul. she did party down with Gerald. She's doing Bojack Horseman with Caleb and I, uh, she has a special guest for 30 rock and then she's pulling Julio for something. Can't remember what it is right now. Some, but she,
0: I can't remember. I think she and I are gonna do the Shield. I think. I think she and I talked about doing mm, the Shield at some yeah, point. Yeah, she
1: she owns all the DVDs. Like, the, in our case of DVDs, just it's just there. It is. I
0: mean, that's good because that's the only way you can watch the Shield because it doesn't is exist it really? on streaming. Nowhere. Was that an
1: FX show though?
0: Yep, it is. But I think what it is, is I think all the music that they licensed in it, I think for whatever reason, mm. they can't get all the music licensed to get on streaming or whatever the case may. I don't that know. Makes sense. I've never really understood that because it's such a good show. Like, I've never understood. It was really, really, really acclaimed in its day, too. So I don't understand why. It's never appeared anywhere on streaming, but I just don't know if FX just never wanted to go through the legal wrangling of trying to get the rights to all the music that they that they do in it.
1: Well, but, now that they're owned by Disney, they Disney might just be like, eh, fuck it, we bought the songs. Yeah, outright. fuck it, put we some do in there. I just, fuck, fuck it, it made a billion dollars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs>
0: so stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned on Thursday. On Thursday... I haven't watched it yet, so I can't give you any kind of sneak peek, ladies and gentlemen, but on Thursday, one of the most iconic canon films of all time, Masters of the Universe. (laughs) I have the power! Eh, Fuck it, put some Skeletors in there. Uh, (laughs) Hey, man! And then on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, so next Monday, uh, we are doing an episode. We're going to be recording it at the same time as Masters of the Universe, but gladiator russell crowe joaquin phoenix absolutely one of my favorite films of all time probably top 20 25 of all time for me absolutely adore gladiator cannot wait to record a monday so because that turns 20 in may it's hard to believe that gladiator is 20 fucking years old but
1: you right hot damn hot damn
0: so daniel thank you for sitting down with me to talk dolomite uh, oh, i've I, been
1: standing this whole time actually
0: good yes that's right You're, you stand when you do this now don't you
1: yeah, I project more. Do we really need you to project more? Yeah! I, I have my mic turned down enough that I need to project. That's, 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 that's very, very true. So thank you very,
0: very much for joining me. Dan will also, of course, be instrumental in this year's live stream for The Cure, so make sure the promo will have played somewhere during this episode, I'm sure. But make sure... Probably uh,
1: right before we talk about uh, Creeper and Dolomite's fucking burger scene.
0: Nailed it. So
1: yeah live for the cure.com head over there you
0: can make early donations now t-shirts will be available literally any day now as soon as i hear back from upstate merch basically we'll have the store up and running for that and more announcements to come on the main show on thursday but thank you so much dan for joining me thank you so so much everybody out there for listening for myself for justin and of course ladies and gentlemen
1: for the God of Podcasting.
0: Bitches can't get enough of my stuff. Oh, my God. Bitches no. can
1: never get enough of my stuff. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, until
0: next time, we will see you next At Tuesday. At the movies. <laughs> see, I fully expected you to do your thing.
1: I expected you to do my thing instead of me, so I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll just do at the movies, who cares?
0: Subverting oh, expectations. fuck it, oh, fuck
1: it, put, just put some the movies in there.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye forever. Get out. Pod, get out. Podcast over. The end.